What's up, witches, and welcome to Witch Space. I'm Gemini. And I'm Scorpio. And today, we are going to be looking at planners, agendas, however you want to call it, things to help you stay on track in the new year, because we all get busy. And, you know, sometimes I I am down on myself and I say things like I'm a lazy witch, but I don't think I'm a lazy witch. I think I'm a busy witch. And when you get busy, it is so hard to stay on track when you want to do things. Look, I know when the podcast comes out and there are days that I forget it's the full moon or listen, I Mm -hmm. totally blanked on Mabon this year. And I think it's because school was starting and we were getting in the groove that people were wishing me. I was getting texts like happy Mabon. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not for a while. And then I look at the calendar and I go, wait a minute, what am I doing? You know, it's, it's, it's September. It's how did I not even. So with that in mind for witches like us that, you know, can get carried away with multiple things that are going on in our lives. We want to talk about some tools, some books that really are good for keeping you in track on track. So a lot of the stuff we're going to be talking about comes from one specific publisher. And I wanted to talk a little bit about this publisher before we dived, dived, before we dove into um, their offerings, because I, this is a a time where I think Gemini needs to admit that she has some biases to the audience. Okay. Um, When I was starting my witchcraft practice, um, I was I would have been at that time an eclectic Wiccan, I guess. And there was this very strong sort of sentiment from the community that you needed to be the right kind of Wiccan. And you couldn't call yourself a Wiccan unless you were initiated and you shouldn't be reading X, Y, and Z and you don't want to be a fluffy bunny. And I nothing makes me happier than the fact that I don't see that in conversations anymore. But one of the things that was very sort of looked down on was people reading books from Llewellyn. Oh, really? And okay. Yeah. So there was a there was a period of time in my practice where I didn't I refused to read any books that Llewellyn published. And one of the greatest things that happened because of this podcast is I really sat down and thought about these biases that I had and considered like why why did I have them in the first place? Because I love Llewellyn. There's not that many publishers that are out there publishing New Age slash Pagan slash Wiccan material. And Llewellyn does a really good job of giving space to witches and pagans and etc. to really talk about their practices and the things that are important to them. And for me, reading The Magical Almanac has been a really powerful way to see that because the almanac is just a bunch of articles from all of these different people throughout the community. And so I wanted to take this time before we started talking about um, the tools to apologize to Llewellyn. Um, They have no idea who I am and they've never heard of me before, but I wanted to apologize because I think sometimes we get caught up in the expectation of what it means to be a quote unquote good witch or to quote unquote do things correctly and even you know even Gemini who talks a lot of shit sometimes doesn't examine her biases all the time and I wanted to kind of take a moment and say that on the podcast so one you guys know that I'm fully fallible and two 
If you're having, if you were like, oh, I don't like Llewellyn, they're too fluffy. No, you should. Llewellyn's great. And it's really nice to be able to get these resources and have them be accessible because this wasn't always the case. Well, you know, my take on Llewellyn, which I think is interesting, is maybe the reverse of what you had. I I still like Llewellyn. I'm not saying I don't like Llewellyn, but, you know, when I started um, reading books on Wicca, most of them, I think, were published by Llewellyn. So I, I really thought like that was the source. Like everything you get, you should get through Llewellyn. And as I go deeper into my practice, I'm like, yeah, Llewellyn's really good and they have some good books. But if you want to know about other practices other than Wicca, then you want wiser publisher. I feel like that's where I kind of go more if I want to see books on indigenous people or I want to see, you know, African magic or something like that. Like I'm kind of not, I mean, I could be wrong, but I haven't really found good resources of that on Llewellyn. So I kind of see them now as like the fluffier side of magic, mm-hmm. but still with really great resources, really great books. I But, you know, I see the same authors coming up time and again in Llewellyn um, when it comes to their almanac and their agenda and their calendar and they're good people but part of me is like and is there somebody new is there somebody you can introduce me to that I would like to know more about that has a different take on something so that's the only I guess little thing I have about Llewellyn and since they don't know me it doesn't matter that I've said that (laughs) because you know no I mean I still think they're good but yeah I think I have the opposite take I think before I thought like that was the authority that's where you went to and now I'm just kind of like I don't know So, yeah. So you want to start with the almanac, which I don't buy, by the way. I do because I freaking love the almanac. Um, I think I've bought the almanac every year for at least the last four years. It might be the last five years. Um, I like the almanac a lot because I am a a Bujo girl. I'm a bullet journal person. So I make my own planner. Um, I like draw it and it's a whole thing. Um, You might have seen posts on our Instagram of me showing my Bujo. It's super cute. It's a lot of effort, but that I don't buy calendars and planners because of that. So I love the Almanac because it is both a resource where I can like read articles and learn new things and be exposed to new information, but it's also got a very convenient section where it tells you, okay, these are all the moon phases. This is the color of the day for X, Y, and Z. These are when the holidays are going to be. And that is the kind of thing that I need to help, first of all, create my planner in the first place, to be Mm -hmm. able to know when I'm posting for the podcast. But also, it helps to sort of ground you in the seasonality. Um, This is so silly, but I also love the idea of buying the almanac because it reminds me of the farmer's almanac, and it makes me feel Mm. like, oh, I'm in touch with the seasons, I'm in touch with the land. That's that's just a vibe. Like, there's nothing... It's not like a farmer's almanac, but the vibe I like. Um, Llewellyn typically breaks its almanacs into um, elements. So you have earth magic, air magic, fire magic, water magic. And the 2022 one, which I'm looking at right now, has a coloring magic section. I love it. Um, There's multiple articles in each section that sort of give you a look at each of these elements in a unique or different way. Um... The first the first thing I'm looking at in the table of context, the magic of hair. Hmm. Thing I would literally have never thought about. 
But now I can consider in my practice, okay, well, do I consider my hair to be magical? How would I use hair and magic, et cetera, et cetera. So the almanac is great if you are really particular about your planning system um, or if you're looking to be exposed to new ideas in a really digestible way. Like the articles are not long. The book's not long. I'm holding it up to show you, but no one else can see this. I'll post a picture of it on the Instagram. But it's a very easy read. And I I like that about it. I like that it's just like really quick, really digestible, but also really makes you think about the things that you incorporate into your practice. So I think the last time I bought it was either 2019 or 2020. And I didn't read it. And just like the farmer's almanac that my mother used to buy was always in the house. I never read that thing either. And I would always say, this is a good thing to read. Like, I should read this. Like, this is actually interesting whenever I would pick it up. And the same thing with, mm-hmm. you know, the magical almanac. But I never read it. Like, I just, mm-hmm. ugh, it just seemed like work. Like, okay, now we're in this season or this month or whatever. And now I have to do this. Now, I like your idea of creating your own planner. I mean, what a way to add magic to your year than to sit down and you've put it together. I don't, and I have so many blank books, like really nice ones that I could do this with. I won't, but you know, I just think I'm like, wow, that's really impressive. And I think that's incredibly, I'm going to get you into bullet journal. (laughs) I think it's a powerful way to start your year. You know, it's really fun. It definitely, I definitely have, uh, have not mastered it. There are some people who are like really, really talented, but it is Mm -hmm. for me because I have so much ADHD I need a planner to work in a really functional way for me and it needs Mm -hmm. to have X, Y, and Z. And I never find planners that have all those things. So it's just easier to do it myself. And then I can incorporate calligraphy and like doodling and and that all can be grounding tools for me. Um, Mm -hmm. I strongly suggest people look into bullet journaling, especially as we come to, you know, New Year's because doing a New Year's spread is holy crap, really satisfying. But I could do a whole podcast on like the struggle of bullet journaling and how to like be, how to not overwhelm yourself and that sort of stuff, which is why I like the almanac and not another planner. But it's also why like I don't always read the whole almanac or I don't always incorporate all of the information that it gives me. It's, it's a resource book. Um, It's almost like I'm building an encyclopedia slowly over the years and then you can go back and go into them whenever you need them it's the kind of thing that's great to like pass along within a coven or within a friend group highlight it pass it along do like a little book club but um i like the almanac for the fact that it is not it's not really planning anything (laughs) got it and that's probably why i don't like it now talk about digestible articles that's why i like the agenda Mm-hmm. So for people who've never seen it, you do have, and you know what? I hate those in between every, not every month. So it's weekly. You have a mm-hmm. week at a glance, Monday to Sunday. And then when you're going to switch from one month to the other, there are two pages. That's like, it's like a calendar. You just see the whole month. You know what I do with those pages? I staple them together. So when I'm going through them, I don't actually have to deal with them. Because I don't use them because I have the Llewellyn calendar on my wall, which I'm pointing to that nobody can see. So I use both. 
I also have directly in front of me behind my computer, I have the school district's calendar for 2021-2020 where I have highlighted things, I've put things. So usually um, if you ever see me, Gemini, and I'm looking like beyond you and I move the computer, the laptop, it's mm. because I'm trying to look at the calendar behind that because there are different things written there versus the one that I have on the Llewellyn calendar. And then I have the agenda and I just realized that I moved the pages. Where am I? Um, <laughs> That's now my I'm problem confused. every time. Ah, oh, okay, we're here. No, we're here. Okay. So what I like about it is that, you know, really you have a duplicate amount of information, but the agenda is something I can carry with me. Now, normally I have just one agenda and one calendar. Last year, a friend of mine gave me the agenda and I got so excited because I, I mean, I my mom gets me the agenda every year, but I got mm-hmm. so excited because I didn't have to carry this one around. I was like, wait a minute, now I have two. This is awesome. So I carry mm-hmm. that one around and I just move information over. I'm the kind of person that has to write everything down. If I'm going to get something done, I'll put it on a post-it. When I'm in school and a student will say to me, can you whatever, can you look over this essay again for me? I tell them, hold on, and I write it down. Because if I don't write it down, I'm going to yes the student to death, and then I'm not mm-hmm. going to do it. Like, I know I'm not going to do it. And I tell my kids that. If I agree to something, you can say to me, hey, Scorpio write it down because mm-hmm. you know it's just who I am so at home the agenda does that what do I put on my agenda it's not just which stuff it is literally everything that I have to do whether it's you know my husband's days off or I have I you know I'm an advisor to a club in the school these are the days we meet um of course I put a little heart around when Scorpio season starts on that day um which was you know anyway so you know, I do stuff <laughs> Your favorite like that season my favorite season, it tells you the um, the phases of the moon. It tells you other things. It tells you where the planets are. It tells you which colors, just like the calendar. But it has even smaller, bite-sized articles on different that is things. Nice. And I really, really love that. And it tells you who the author is. So if there's an author you like, it's exciting. Um, they give you anything from recipes to advice to what what does it mean when it's the ivy moon you know what is that telling us um all these things so for me that's easy and there's even sometimes where all you have is artwork you don't even have anything written and that really works for me because that's about as much as i'm going to read on something and it keeps me organized now is there anything you want to say about the agenda before i move on to another agenda Another agenda? No, tell me about oh. the another agenda. Yes. Now, I don't know if this is the first year they're doing it. I got the impression they were, but I could be wrong. It's the Busy Witches Planner for 2022 by Tanya A. Brown and Amanda Wilson. So who published this? Hold on. Because now I don't even know how I got. It's the first edition. Which way publishing puts this out? So... First of all, in the beginning, it has a little if lost, please return to section. I don't know why. I just love that. It's just very That is cute. Now, the first thing they do, and I'm going to show it to Gemini. Maybe I should take a picture and put it on Instagram. So on one side, it says design a sigil. It defines what a sigil is, options for creating one. They ask you to choose a magic method and then steps one, two, three on how to do it. They even talk about the Zakroff method. You remember? That's who we read yes. about her. Yes. I love it. Uh, Laura Tempest Zakroff. Um, and then they have a spot on the right-hand side, 
which is really pretty. It's like blue. It looks like a little portal somewhere. That's where you're supposed to draw your sigil. And on the bottom, there's a box that says intention. What was the intention of your sigil? This is how the book starts. And the way I see it, this is a great thing to do when you do all your New Year's Eve stuff, yeah. which I've talked about in another podcast, the stuff that I do. I would love to do all that. And then, because New Year's Eve for me is just so peaceful. Like I want to ring in the new year calmly. I don't want to party. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do any of that. So that would be a great time to sit down and say, yeah, well, yeah. how am I going to start my year? I'm going to start with a, with a sigil. Then you turn the page and you have the entire month of January laid out in two pages. It even has a section for goals. It tells you the different quarters of the moon. Next page, goals and dreams. The due date, the goal and the due date. Monthly action steps, notes, ritual planner. Goal and intention, items needed. What are the steps for that? We haven't even gotten to actual, you know, that's it. Just the calendar and we haven't gotten to anything else yet. Lunar phases for January, the January herb guide. I just love the true reset, this whole idea. We always reset, pause and reflect, January festivals. They even have a space for you to write down how you plan to use all that. And then when you think, wait a minute, but where's the actual agenda? You turn the page, and that's when you have January 1, and it's blank for you to write stuff down. This is gorgeous. You turn the next page, and at the same time, even though it's got, you know, uh, Monday to Sunday, and all these lines for you to write down each one, at the at the uh, right-hand side of the page, you also have a little calendar. So it's a great way to look at the month. You're looking at the week, but, like, the other agenda doesn't have that. You actually have to turn the pages to see the full month or look at the calendar here and it shows you where it is you are. You can go, oh, wait a minute, I'm doing that then. But there's, okay, how many Sundays or whatever it is you need. You can see the month at a glance. And then you have all of the month like that, just the way it is on the other um, agenda. And then it goes on to more things. Try something new, how to do a different card spread. That's dope. I mean, come on, monthly to-dos. Then it starts up all over again. You have the full month of February. Oh, record a card pull. They even tell you what kind of deck did you use, what what um, what did you pull, what your interpretations, the book interpretation. And that's just like once. It's like a fun little thing. Then you have a full month of February, and they have the lunar phases, ritual planner. But then they have different things. Here they have a page just on February herbs, the magic of sex. So it really customizes Every month, you're not bored because it's not like, oh, it's the same thing. There are some mm-hmm. things that stay, they're static, like the gratitude list, monthly to-dos, try something new. But you never know what articles are going to be in the next thing. And I just think that's really cool. So, like I said, this is the first year I'm getting this. I think this is the first year it came out, to be honest with you. Um, I could be wrong. Someone can tell me if they've had it before, but I think this is the first year. I think that's why I bought it. They're both doing the same thing. They're both giving you in the agenda more than just a spot for you to write down stuff, you know, pick mm-hmm. up laundry. If you really use it the way they intend, you could be the busiest witch on the planet and still have time for ritual. Because just sitting down and creating a sigil is ritual. Just sitting down and writing down your goals and intentions, that's ritual. So for people who say, I don't have time, it's really hard to really work on the craft. I think you don't need a lot of time. 
for either one of these agendas, but this one in particular, because it gives you so much more than just here's some information, do with it what you will. Here's some information. Wait, before you go, do this little thing. And maybe it'll turn into a big thing if you have time. And if you don't, you can look back and go, yeah, I'm, I'm working on my craft. Maybe the only time I have is this agenda. Maybe I do this on the train ride into work. Maybe I do this yeah. on a coffee break. You know, if that's all the time you have, but you're still working on it. And I think when you write down your thoughts, your intentions, even if you say that's all I've done, it isn't. We're always thinking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that some things you may just write down and that's it. And other things, I think you will find the time to go, you know what? I got a half an hour on Saturday. I think I'm gonna, and you have it all planned out already in your agenda. So you don't have to take the time to plan it out. It's done. I did not think that this podcast was going to become a conversation about why witches should bullet journal, but um, that's what it's going to be. So before I start into this little, I guess, rant that I'm going to do, um, I would like to suggest The Bullet Journal Method by Ryder Carroll. It is a short book that explains how how to bullet journal as designed by the guy who created it. but listening to you talk about your two calendars and your two agendas yeah. made me realize that that is the reason that I use a bullet journal. Because for so long, I would buy like six different planners and like four different calendars and try to, you know, oh, look at all the information and make sure I have it. A bullet journal is both a meditative and grounding technique where you are forced to, even for five minutes, sit down and actually organize your life. But it also almost functions when you're a witch as a yearly book of shadows. Mm. Because the point of the bullet journal is to put your whole life in one book. Um, So you might have a page where you like write down a list of to-dos for students, like things I know I need to do. You might have a page, and I do this regularly, where it's oh, here are the cards I pulled today. You might have a page that is then, oh, here's my self-reflection on my anxiety that I'm having while also having here's my planner days and here's my calendars and all of this. And it makes it really useful for witches who I know a number of us are hoarders. (laughs) We might have, you know, all of these planners that we liked bits and pieces of. You can take those bits and pieces even when the planner is like three years old and still incorporate them. So getting something like this planner, the which that which way publishing published, uh, tell me the name again. The Busy Witches Planner. Getting one of the Busy Witches Planner and then figuring out through the year, okay, these are the tools that I like. Then you can reuse them in your bujo, in your bullet journal. You can take right. and organize, okay, I have my two calendars for school and for witchy stuff. They both go into the bullet journal. And then it's all in one book. I think for a lot of witches, if you're feeling like, oh, I'm too busy, I'm too busy, having too many tools can actually be overwhelming because then it's like, oh, what do I, what should I be working with? What do I do now? Am I going to do this planner? Am I going to look at this agenda? Am I going to read this from the almanac? If it goes in the bullet journal, it is being worked on. And then you can come back at the end of the year and be like, oh, these are the things that I did. I can prove to myself In one place, this is the practice that I had. This is the self-reflection that I did. This is how much witchcraft I really got accomplished. 
and especially for people who are like not into books of shadows because I'm not one of them. It helps because I think if you don't have that book of shadows, sometimes you feel, I'm not doing enough. I'm not a real witch. I'm a lazy witch. You're not. You just have to make witchcraft and also planning and organizing work for you. Okay, so I'm going to come at this and say, that's really lovely. And I'm not never doing that. So let me tell you. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. I might get you addicted. We'll see. I know you might. I mean, I'm fascinated by it. So, so let me tell you how I use or how I plan to use since I got this book for the first time. Yes. How I plan to use this. So, all right. So I have to explain to people how my office looks. So I'm on my MacBook and behind me, well, I just have shit all over the walls. A lot of the art is from students, you know, former students they've given me. And um, it just makes me happy. Like I look at them and they just make me really happy. But then I have other things. So behind me, like I said, I have the school calendar because sometimes, you know, I'm lesson planning or whatever. And I need to know when are we off? What are we mm-hmm. doing? What's going on? And even for us, I need to know, like, when we say we want to record and if we have a holiday coming up, are we going to record then? You know, what, what are we doing? If I go to my left and I see on that wall um, the Llewellyn calendar, and of course, I have my my bat mask on top of it. So I'm actually covering the artwork. And I was going to say... What I love about this calendar is the artwork. So I get an article and I have this beautiful, like right now it's a, I want to say it's a black cat. Well, it's something else. As you can tell, I did have this covered, so I have no idea what this is about. But anyway, yeah, it is a cat. And then I write on there days that I'm off or things that we're doing or I'm doing, you know, just so I can look at it really fast and go, okay. I did this here. I obviously don't want to do anything that weekend then, you know, or I don't want to do this here or whatever. Now, underneath it is my agenda and it's always open to the week. That's where I put the nitty gritty of my day. How do I plan to use this book, the new book, completely differently? I see this book as something that's going to sit on my night table because at night I like to like read a chapter Mm -hmm. or, you know, something of something. So I can see me opening this book and saying, okay, Like I said, New Year's Eve, I'm totally going to design a sigil, right? And then I'm going to take, I'm going to read this stuff. If there's something, there's something that I I should be writing down, I'm going to write it. And if there isn't, I think I'm going to take the little bits of writing for the week and every day treat it like a diary where I just write stuff. Now, my intent is to make it a witch diary, you know? feeling unmotivated, feeling whatever, not really sure, or um, if it connects with work, like work was like this, therefore I cannot even think about lighting a candle or doing anything Mm -hmm. or whatever, just kind of so I can reflect and look back on how my week is going, how my month is going. And like I said, this whole thing, like the different card spreads or different ways of self-care, different teas to try, herbs, Maybe it's something that I go, huh, I've never used this herb for that. It'll maybe make me get up, get my herbal book of shadows, Mm -hmm. and like look up what I've written about that herb, maybe add to it, maybe start thinking, all right, you know what? You know, I'm going to write down on my list this weekend. I want to go to Flower Power and pick up X. Yes. You know what I mean? So that's how I intend to use this. The other reason I intend to use this this way and why I don't, because at one point I thought maybe this will knock out my Llewellyn calendar, Mm -hmm. I mean, agenda. It can't. The Llewellyn agenda has a spiral spine. Mm -hmm. So it lays flat 
That is very nice. On my table. This is like a book. So if I want this to be flat, which is what I thought, I would have to basically break the spine a bunch of times and just hope that I don't wind up. Do you not do that? See what I'm saying? To books? No. Oh. I, the, oh. Wow. Actually, I'm going to do it no. on the podcast right now. I don't think you can hear it, but it's just, no. I do not believe in keeping the spines spiny. I break the shit out of I my spines. <laughs> well, I don't even know how to answer that. I just, I don't. And I guess I could, but I feel like that would be a lot of work every week to try to go like mm. make sure that the page is lying flat on my yeah. on my desk. And like I said, it doesn't tell me, I mean... I just opened up to March, the full calendar. It tells me when the spring equinox is, and it does tell me the full moon, and it does tell me the new moon. But I feel like the um, Llewellyn one tells me a lot of things. Like, for instance, this past Tuesday, it told me the Incan god Ilapa, or Iyapa, makes thunder by slinging stones at his sister's water pot. What a jerk. (laughs) His poor sister. Well, I was going to (laughs) say, no, I know, but I was going to say, isn't that cool? In the, in the sense that it just gave me some information, yeah. you know? Um, use burdock root for warding and cleansing. That's for today. Hmm. That's the bit of information it gives me. I have to be honest, I don't think I've ever used burdock root. So what this made me do when I read it, I was like, I don't even think that's in my book of shadows. I could be wrong, but I don't think it is. So why isn't it there? Why have I never used it? Where does it come from? Is it from a particular culture? Yeah. Like, what is it? So I don't have that here. Yeah. In the other planner. So that's why I said, to me, this looks more like, more than a planner, a physical, I'm going to do this. It's more like, give it a thought. Maybe the little things you'll do are things like, hey, I always have a deck with me in every room of the house. So, which is really helpful when Gemini texts me and she's like, can you pull cards? And I just have to see, well, let's see what I have near me. Can I let's see which, which deck I have? tell a story about one time when I asked you to pull cards? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do I know this? Yeah. I don't no, know if I mentioned not. it on the podcast okay. already, but it's so funny that I feel like we yeah. have to share it. Um, okay. I, I'm married, right? Um, and I <laughs> just want to remind everybody, I have a husband. But one day I was like cooking a lot of things and I took off my engagement ring and I put it down somewhere and then I couldn't find it for two days and I was panicking, absolutely shitting bricks. I did like a hooray for astrology. I like pulled a bunch of cards for myself. They were unhelpful. So I messaged Scorpio and I was like, can you please pull cards to help me find my engagement ring. And I remember you being like, I don't think I've ever done something like this before, but I will. Like, I'll try. And you were completely right. You were like, oh, it's in a place where like you're, you spend a lot of time, but like your husband doesn't spend a lot of time. And I was like, obviously this is the kitchen, which makes sense because I took (laughs) my ring off in the kitchen and it was in the pocket of my freaking apron. So if I hadn't texted you, I never would have found my freaking engagement ring. So thank you. And I forgot what else it's, you're welcome. I forgot what else I said, but I remember you were like, it's in the garbage. And I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. it's in, I think I said a higher place or something like that. And my apron was was hanging on a hook. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a fun to actually, so this, this is a good segue for me because um, as we talk about this, I think it's really important just to remind everyone that as a busy witch, your practice is going to look different than everybody else's. And I think that yeah. that was really clear based on the way that we use these tools 
there's nothing wrong with that, right? Maybe no. as a busy witch, having a deck in every room is a fantastic tool for you. It worked super well for us. Um, maybe, you know, you put a crystal in every room. Maybe you have a, a tool that um, stays in your purse so it's always with you. Maybe you keep, you know, something in the pocket of every pants. You don't have to do anything that you don't want to do or that doesn't fit for you. Being a busy witch is completely normal. And honestly, it's as much as we all would love to be those <laughs> those women on Instagram who are like, yeah, my job is like energy healer and I um, sit and meditate all day with my uh, singing bowls. For 90% of us, that's not available. That's not options. Okay. But I'm going to be honest. I don't want to be that person. I want to be that person. See, <laughs> like when I retire at some point, you know, I think about it. Am I going to have more time for my craft? Yes. But when summer rolls around, I don't hold myself up in the house, even during the pandemic, and say, well, all I'm going to do are, you know, do readings and I don't know, study herbs. I have other things that I really, really enjoy. Yeah. So I don't see me ever saying this is all I want to do. In fact, I kind of like the fact that this is not my job. Because I feel, and I, I think people who have this as their job, there's nothing wrong with it. You, This is what you want to do. But I, I feel like I have to get out of this world mm -hmm. and be in the other world. You know, the world where people don't think that witches are a real thing and they just, whatever, like, you know. Yeah. Just want to go to a bar and have a drink and like listen to some music and whatnot and not think about, you know, I'm a witch and I have to go home and do God knows what. Yeah. Like, I don't do anything. Like, so I don't think that I could be that ever. But who knows? We'll see when I retire. Maybe I'll become that, you know, crazy old lady that just, I want to have the practical magic house. I want to be like the aunts. <laughs> this is a, this is a tangent. It is. We're going off mm -hmm. on a... But I just think it's so interesting the way that you conceptualize these things and the way that I conceptualize these things because I <laughs> sat here and I was like, wow, I would love to just have this aesthetic life where like aesthetic, not ascetic, right? where, where I'm surrounded by like beautiful crystals and I'm and you're like, well, I know myself and I know the things that I think are important. <laughs> and then I have to take a step back and be like, oh, yeah, I mean – I guess I don't want that. I just want the vibe of that. Like I'm perceiving myself through other people's perceptions and you're perceiving yourself. Oh, that's that's deep. It's also fucked. <laughs> like, I got to work well, through so that. You know what's fucked? What's fucked is that people can't understand that other people have different ways of living. So at work, right, um, somebody in your department actually oh. said to me, oh, wow, like you're ready for Halloween, huh? Because I was wearing my spider. Okay, first of all, I have like six spider web sweaters, two skirts, um, a scarf. Like I just have a lot of, I mean, this is who I am and this is what I wear. Yeah. I wear it in the spring. I wear it in the winter. I don't wear it in the summer so much because... In the summer, I hate summer. So I'm not really trying to look cute in the summer. I just want to exist and not melt. So, you know, and she's known me. I've worked with this woman for a long time. And I'm like, really? Like, you haven't noticed that I always dress like this? So she said to me, 
do you decorate for Halloween? And I was like, um, my living room is Halloween every day of the year. I don't decorate for Halloween. I am Halloween. Like, I don't understand how to explain that to people. I have a taxidermy bat with skulls oh, and really bones. Isn't he? Yeah. Um, on my bookshelf, like, I have a scorpion that has been crystal, like, put crystals. Like, I have, I collect these things. This is my house. This is not Halloween. I don't need to go to Party City to buy, like, a plastic pumpkin to, like, yeah. have in my house. Like, this is not, you come to my living room, you're going to see Halloween. I have a two-headed doll that sits on the on the sofa. And this is such an important thing for us to be talking about with busy witches because you have to, you have to be you. Right. Yeah. Being a busy witch is about being yourself authentically. And if yeah. something isn't important to you, don't fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. See, like, I, I like the idea of rooms, of rooms being different things. Mm -hmm. And also probably because my husband is not into this stuff. Like, how he deals with it, I have no idea. <laughs> because everything that I want monsters everywhere, pretty much, you know. And then I have, like, the 1940s style monsters, the 1950s, because I have that whole rockabilly edge to me sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I just have different, you know, when we decided to start doing the family room, and he's like, so what colors do you want? And I think he's thinking black and white, the way I have the living room. And I was like, oh, I want colors. I want pastels because it's the 50s. And he was like, great. And then I said to <laughs> him, like, where are we hanging? <laughs> yeah. But then I said to him, where are we putting Gilman? And he was like, the Gilman? I'm like, yeah, where are we putting him? He's like, what are you talking about? So I have this arms and this mm -hmm. like torso kind of like the head of the creature from the Black Lagoon, the Gilman. And I want him popping out of the wall. And he said, here too? I said, I just said I wanted it to be 50s. I didn't say I wanted it to be lame. Like, it's still going to be me. I'm just going to have different art of, of monsters. But it's still going to be kind of monsters. Just I want it really bright. I want people to walk in there and go, this is really cool. And then take another look and go, why is that guy popping out of the wall? Like, that's, that's my whole thing. But I like the idea of rooms. When you say the idea of a room, like, yeah, maybe when I retire, I would maybe love this office to be plant central. That'd be great. Right? And, like, just have, like, a lot of crystals on shelves. Like, I would like a room like that. I don't think I would want a house like that. But I do want the Practical Magic House. If anybody's seen the movie, um, the aunts, I love their home by the sea. And it's just, it's beautiful. I understand what? so much better now why you like Animal Crossing so much. Why? Because Animal Crossing is just a game of rooms. <gasps> yes. There's all the rooms in your house and then the little places on your island that could be its own little room. Oh, yeah. This makes oh so my much God. sense. Yeah. Oh, you have no idea how... Look, the basement in my main cap... Yes, I have two... Of course you do. Two islands because, yeah, I have two switches. But um, <laughs> the main house, the downstairs, is totally goth. I love it. It's, she's so cute. She even she even has her little witch's hat and shoes and everything like hanging up. Yeah, ready. She's that's got cauldron in the middle. It's really yeah. You're right. That that's probably as it's, well. It's a game of crossing. rooms. Yeah, which I love. And you know, I don't know why. No, this yeah, is a, I'm great at at putting these things together because <laughs> I think also there's this push that like oh everything has to be fully integrated and your your witchcraft practice should be part of your life and blah 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 if you need a room if you need to put witchcraft in a room because you're busy that's totally fine right maybe yeah. the room is 15 minutes every morning 
right? Maybe it's a metaphorical room. Maybe it's a literal room. Maybe you're lucky and you have that much space. But it just, it drives me crazy, especially because I'm now realizing through this podcast that like a lot of my reality is defined by me perceiving other people perceiving me, that like that doesn't help. Trying to fit your practice into other people's rooms is unhelpful. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. And like if you're busy already, you can't do it. There's no time to fit your stuff in the room and then also do the stuff. Wow. Okay. That's deep. You know, I, for me, I've just always known that people have perceived me as either weird, a bitch, whatever. So I don't really care. I will perceive me. I think it's also why I don't allow a lot of people in my house. Mm-hmm. Because one, I'm not a decorator. So my house is never going to look like whatever. But the second thing is, like, people don't get it. I don't really care what they get. I don't really care for somebody else's opinion of adulting. I pay my bills. I go to work. I pay my taxes. That's adulting. Everything else you do is up to you. And I've always felt that way. So this is my fortress of solitude. And how people perceive me is not my problem. And I think I've always felt that way. You know, And it's correct. Right? That is fully and 110% the correct way to function. How people perceive you is not your problem. You do not, you're not responsible for people's emotional response to you. And yet, society. But society is so fucked. I mean, are we really, I mean, there's a whole other podcast to talk about how society, you know, how society is. If you're a minority, if you fit into several minority groups, you know, it's like, I'm done. I'm just, I'm done. I'm just, society is just stupid, you know? Um... But how much better would society be if we all were authentic to ourselves as much as, as much as you are? I think that's one of the things, and this is going to sound crazy because I know people are like, you know, when you're a teacher, you teach material and I do, and I make them right. And I know they're hating me right now because I'm (laughs) making them focus on their grammar. (laughs) yeah they're not like they went into this kind of like we're with you and i could tell by the end of the period we're like we're not with you like yeah and i'm just like well your essays have to get better because i'm going to kill myself basically (laughs) so um, they're not bad writers i'm just i'm trying to make them better writers that's the whole point of my job but if i'm really honest i think one of the most exciting parts of my job because as an english teacher i get to talk about literature and i get to talk about the human condition and you know fears that humanity has and that's why we have our monsters Mm -hmm. like dracula and whatnot and um they get to see like this is another way to adult Mm -hmm. because they ask me questions and it's like this is another way to adult i'm a responsible adult but what most adults do bore me Mm -hmm. and my friends have caught on pretty fast when they see in my face where I'm like, I'm going to kill myself. Like, if you're going to talk about your new sofa forever, <laughs> like, I literally, I'm I'm going to stab you or stab me. Because I don't want to talk about how, and then, you know, we had to go and we had to get the paint and the paint matches. Okay, so you did it. So you have a living room you like. You are going to hate Next. me when I get a house. I mean, I'll just listen to you like I listen to everybody else. But you'll you'll see it in my face because you know me. I'm gonna, like, I'll be zoning out. Yeah, you're going to be zoning out. And I'm going to be still fully discussing like, and I yeah. did this paint. And then we did this design. <laughs> and 
like, and I'm happy for people because you should be happy with your house. But like, I don't actually go into it. People ask me, so I tell them what I've done. But like the color scheme for this office or how we chose the floor, like, why would that be interesting to anybody? People have asked me, what are your floors? Are they, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Do you know the brand? I'm like, they're Pergo floors. What's the color? I don't know. I, I don't know what the name of the color is. I looked at it. I said, I like that. Let's buy that. I don't know. I don't take that. People know like, oh yeah, I painted my walls a blah, 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 gray. And I'm like, okay, what color is your wall? My office, light gray. What's the color? I don't know. It's light gray. I went, I liked it. I bought it and I put it on the wall. Like I just, I don't know. I have a different way of looking at, at shit that I don't know if it's better, worse or indifferent. I think everybody's got to do them. I don't know. I don't know what it is about me I it never clicked I never got like that next level adulting mm -hmm. where I like shit like that or people ask me about my car and I'm just like I don't think about cars that's also because I'm a city person yeah so maybe that could be it that we just don't give a shit about cars you know I care more about your shoes than I do about your car you know it's like if I see you in certain like that's a city thing too I know that like I recognize that flaw in me yeah we're, we, I judge people's shoes I love that I learn new things about the city every time I talk to you <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know why we're talking about this. Because I think I it's important. I think step number one in busy witchhood is just like doing the things that are right for you and trying not to give a yeah. shit about anybody else. Yeah, including us. <laughs> well, and as demonstrated by this podcast, we don't even agree. Yeah. Like, we fundamentally function in completely different ways as completely different people. <laughs> so you can't even come here and be like, oh, well, Gemini and Scorpio say, because Gemini and Scorpio are saying two completely different things right now. You know, I'm always honored when somebody asks me for advice. I, I totally am. And part of me sometimes is like, I don't know. Like, mm -hmm. what do you want to do? You know what I mean? Like, are you happy that way? Like, fucking go for it and let me know how it worked out. Like, you know, I, I haven't gone down everybody's path. And, but I have some fascinating conversations with people on email. Um, this is other Scorpio that we go back and forth. Every once in a while, the Scorpio sends me an email and I'm just like, ooh, like I love like going back mm -hmm. and forth with the Scorpio because it's always really interesting. And um, I just realized I have to answer him because he emailed me something and I realized the advice I'm going to give is based on me, mm -hmm. you know, and that's what I'm going to tell him. Like, this is what I've done. Like, I think what you're trying to embark on looks, sounds really cool. You know, will it work? I don't know. Like, why wouldn't it work? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of weird when people, like, ask us things because I definitely want to help people. But at the same time, I want to tell them, like, I'm just an asshole that talks on a podcast. Like, I'm not the authority. I'm not the witch pope. So I think the thing that I always want people to take away from the podcast is, like, just think about stuff. And like Do the work. But that's, the, that's what it is. Yes, it's it is. Thinking. And, like, doing the work doesn't even have to be... You don't have to write it down. Like, no. sometimes when I would work at, like, way back when I worked in delis at ShopRite, I would just think about shit during my shift. And that's it. That's it. I just think about it. And it was fucking helpful. <laughs> I figured out a lot of my life. Like, you don't, the, you have to just think. That's it. All of the, the rest is extras. Because if you're thinking about it, it leads you to whoever you are on the inside and it leads you to the things that spark joy and it leads you to the places that you 
deserve and belong in. And just just think about it. Here's the thing. You know, I think about, about myself as a teacher. First-year teacher, five-year teacher, ten-year teacher, you know, and, and so on. This is my 18th year teaching. This is my 18th year teaching. I lesson plan in the shower. I lesson plan in my car on the way to work. I lesson plan in my car on the way home where I'll go, oh, shit, you know what I should do mm-hmm. tomorrow with them? You know? But here's the thing. It's not just coming out of my head out of nowhere. It's coming from, one, the experience that I've had being in a classroom. Two, um, yeah, you got to kind of have to read stuff. You kind of have to look at what's out there, mm-hmm. right? Um, what is what is sound? What is educationally sound? What are some of the trends in education? What are some of the things that I can bring in? If I'm not reading up on this stuff or trying new things, like, you know, when Google education first became a thing in school, yeah. and a lot of teachers didn't go for it, and they were like, who wants to be in the in the pilot? And I, I was like, me, I'm dying to be in the pilot. Like, let's do this thing, you know? If you don't try to put yourself out there and carve out that time to learn something new, then guess what? I can't lesson plan in the car. I can't lesson plan in the shower. Mm-hmm. I can't just think. So I guess what I'm trying to say is for witches, yeah, a lot of it is just you. You got to do you. But somewhere along the line, you had to have tried something, read something, learned something from another witch. Mm-hmm. You had to do something to, to be, finally get to the point where you're this year five witch going, yeah, I got this. Because everyone says it takes like five years. And I, I kind of think that that's true when it comes to teaching. So I'm going to pass it over to witchcraft as well. Mm-hmm. You've been doing this shit for five years. You know something. Even if the only thing you've done is just tried things. You have physically done things. Yeah. You have a lot of information on just going in and doing it. If all you've done is read, you have a lot of background information about stuff. So so I think that's what like this doing the work is. you got to do shit to know shit yeah i don't think you can skip that step and say i'm i just am you got to do something and then you can just yeah now i'm in driving to work i think i just came up with a ritual I just came up with a spell you'll be able to do it on the fly does that make sense yes not only does it make sense uh but i strongly agree with it and that is why i think that the resources that we have provided in this episode will be incredibly useful both to new witches and old witches mm-hmm. because Every single one of them gives you a new way to think about or to utilize your practice that can help you to be more structured with your time, which is something that I think all busy people need help with. Yeah, it's hard. It Yes, and I don't have even a good answer for it because sometimes I'm like on my shit and I'm like, oh yeah, my bullet journal's filled out, everything's organized. And then sometimes it always happens like in October. It's always October that I just fall apart. I haven't touched. Really? Oh, yeah. There's there's always like a missing month where like my bullet journal is just empty. I'm like coasting on my Google calendar, like desperately hoping that I can make it to November. Um, yeah. So like I'm not even that organized, which is why you can't take anything okay. that I say. Seriously, you have to try it yourself <laughs> first. I think you're super organized because I didn't start the spreadsheet for the podcast. That was you. Yeah, but if I didn't, I would have never. Like, I. It's a coping skill. Organization is a coping skill. (laughs) 
But organization is a tool. Like whatever tools you use for organization are the tools that you use. So everybody needs to find a tool that works for them. Yes. And I think that's part of what we're talking about, whether you just have a calendar, you have the calendar and the agenda, the agenda, the calendar, and the witch's planner, or none of the above. You just have a journal, a bullet journal. Like, or you have none of that, but you found another way that you're going to organize yourself. I think what we're trying to say is, especially now that we're getting out more. Yes. Right? We're all going out more, you know, in a way, it's really good. In another way, it's like, oh, I got to go outside again. Um, <laughs> Preach. You know, you know, we get busy. So how are you going to, because the only thing that's going to happen is you're going to be upset with yourself. Because I know I do that. I go, you know mm-hmm. what? I really wanted to carve some time out for this. I didn't do it. When am I going to do it? If you have the journal, and it's not supposed to be to like keep you accountable, it's supposed to be to make your life easy. If you don't do it because you wrote it down, then you didn't do it. Who cares? Yeah. You know, keep setting those goals, keep making those plans, and you do the ones that you want to do or the ones you finally find time for. But I think if you don't have a goal, then none of the things that you thought about will you ever do. You know, I write a lot of stuff down in my agenda that I look at it and I go, that was nice that I had those plans. <laughs> Preach. You know? Oh, my God. I have whole you know, notebooks by- that I'm like, yeah, this is my – no, we're going to throw that out. Never mind. <laughs> But yeah, wow, this podcast I kind of thought was going to be like a little fun, frivolous thing. And I don't think it's possible for us to have frivolous conversations. Yes, it is. But these these are really important tools. Yeah. I think that we really talk, touched upon some really important tools that witches can use or not. And hey, if you use something else to get yourself organized during the year, please, yeah. like we are begging you, please let us know what you do. Because I would love to know another method that maybe will make me less crazy. <laughs> Nothing will make you less crazy. Well, you can hope, you know. Yeah. I that was I've just decided. I decided that a long time ago that nothing will make me less crazy and I just have to lean into it. All right. But yeah, if you have anything, please yeah, let please us know. Us. I'd love to learn what other witches are doing to keep themselves organized. I loved this. I love this podcast. This is great. Um I have a lot of work to do personally thinking about all the things we talked about. Is there anything else we need to share or are we wrapping it up? We only have one more episode left of this year. Yep. And that is our big wrap up. I can't believe that this is it, like for I this know. year. I can't believe that's going to be 2022. <laughs> I'm still trying to wrap my head around this is 2021. I know. Because when I say last year, I'm thinking of 2019. So the, yeah, going to 2022 is going to be rough. If there are any things, any topics that people would like us to do next year, I would say run to tell us. Yeah. Because we're filling that it up. planner, <laughs> we're filling it up. Now, if people have suggestions that we're like, oh, wow, we have to get to this now, we will definitely bump mm-hmm. something. But um, we're pretty much done. And we've taken some book requests. So we're going to have some books next year that people have asked us to. Or, you know, have you looked at this? And we're like, well, nope, but we're going to look at it now. So. Definitely yeah. keep an eye on the Instagram. That's where I'm going to be posting for the Q&A portion of our wrap-up. So if you have any questions specifically you want us to address, please reach out there. Um, don't reach out via email because I'm trying to keep it all organized in one spot so we don't miss anybody. Um, but do please email us still because we love hearing from you and we love responding yes. to you. Um, and I'm just really excited for how this year has went and how amazing our followers are. And just, it just feels so warm and fuzzy. And I feel like every year gets better. Yeah. And I mean, I'm super excited about next year because we have another surprise that people are going to find out about in January. 
and that's that's all we can say about that. But I'm I'm super excited to um, be able to share that. And of course, before we go, I want to make sure that we talk about the Moon Serpent and Bone Yule Market that's coming up not too far away now. Um, you know that we love Moon Serpent and Bone. We plug them on our Instagram. And if you're not looking at the Instagram, you definitely should be because we put up a lot of information about not just Moon Serpent and Bone, but the vendors. And we do story posts and lives while we're there. So if you're interested in seeing that content or if you're thinking about maybe going in the future, definitely take a look. If you go to moonserpentandbone.com, you can also check out all the vendors and see when our lives and story posts are going to go up. We would love to see you. Definitely stop by and say hello because we love going to Moon Serpent and Bone and we love seeing our listeners there. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to do these podcasts. Thank you to Sean McShane for our intro and outro music. And remember, if you're following the moons, you're following us. Scorpio season is the best season. Scorpio season is the best season. Scorpio season is the best season. Suck it.